You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Aprom Kibalevich, and I hope you enjoy this episode. Spanning millennia. And I'll, let's start right with the numbers. Here are the numbers right here on the board. Um, here's Adam. As you can see, the cursor is on Adam. And it ends here with Yaakov. Uh, we all know that Adam lives to be 930, as you can see here. Uh, and someone who has a calculator, a mathematical mind, can say the numbers even quicker than me here, and it's, it's fine. Uh, we have Adam's son, Chase, also living uh, a very long life, from 130 to 1042. Um, also, right, uh, Enosh. He lives from 235 to 1140. Um, Canaan, Mahalalel, Yered, otherwise known as Jared. <laughs> um, he actually uh, is the second longest uh, with Mr. Shelach is the 969. And I know, Bob, you've got the calculator out there from 460 to 1422. Uh, you tell me what that is. I think that's 963, right? I think so, right? 963 or 9, right? um, 962, right? Nine. So the, the ultimate king of old age, as we all know from, um, I, also, I, I always remember when I was uh, five years old, I remember uh, watching the Bugs, Buzzy, Bugs Bunny cartoon where Bugs berries. Uh, Elmer, and he says, so long, Methuselah. And I was, I remember I was five or six years old and wondering, what did he mean? And of course, Mr. Shelach, Methuselah, the oldest man uh, in the Bible, 687 to 1656. So we have these incredible ages. And uh, just, just to, before we explain things, I, I just want to uh, give you a sense here. Um, of two things. First of all, you have these incredible ages till the Mabel. Uh, the Mabel is at 1656 by Noah. Noah is the last incredibly long-lived uh, person of great longevity. And then, as you can see, his son, Shame, uh, does not make it as long as his father. Um, he dies past his father, but he doesn't live quite as long. And you can see here these two men. Let's just show you here. Shame and Aver. Shame 2158, right? His death at 2158. And Aver's death at 2187. Now you know why Yaakov learns at the yeshiva of Shame and Aver. Because Yaakov, who was born in 2108 could clearly have met Shame and Aver. And that's the reason why Chazal saw and understood, although there's no Pusik and Atayra about this, that these men probably would be sought out by people like Avram Yitzviyakov. Avram Yitzviyakov were seekers of wisdom, and it would make sense that someone like Shame, especially who remembered things before the Mabel and was who studied by his incredible father, Noah, it makes sense that there should be a shame in Aver. Now, why wasn't our Pachshad and Shoach here? Well, um, Yaakov, I guess, 
would have Yaakov actually was not old. Yaakov could never have seen our Pachshad, as you can see, and Yaakov could never have seen. Well, he could have seen Sholach, but he would have only been eighteen years old. And we know Yaakov doesn't leave home until he's forty, which is twenty-one. Um, right? He leaves home when he's when uh, when he's is he forty when he leaves home, or he's a little bit older, right, Bob? Bob Yaakov, when he leaves, after he gets the bracha from Yitzchok, and he leaves, Yaakov at that point, we know, again, I'm, I'm blanking exactly how old he was. I think well, Esav got married right at that time, and so he was 40 when he got married. Esav got married at 40 also, right? Is that true, Charlene? Well, I that's what I remember, that Esav... Right, because he, bar- he acted like his father Yitzchok, right? Mm-hmm. Right, so 2148... Right, 2148 is when Yaakov leaves home. That's part of the reason why there is no yeshiva of Sholach, right? <laughs> because right, that's why the only people he could have seen at 2148 was Shem, who was still around for 10 years, and Aver. So now I've just explained where Chazal get this idea that Shem and Aver were the teachers of Yaakov, right? As if just in terms of the Seder Adoros here, as you can see on this chart, those were the two. Now, okay, so that's just an interesting an oddity. What is more odd and more very telling is what happens here. After Aver is born, after Aver's child Peleg, the, the, the shortening of his lifetime from 1757 to 1996 that is a tad over 200 years, right? <laughs> Aver buries his son, Nebuch, right? Uh, as did uh, Mr. Shelach. But he outlives his son. He doubles his son's life, which is, uh, which is quite incredible. Okay, so here's Peleg only living that long. And then we have this gradual shortening. Of course, Terach lives longer than Avram. And you can see Nochor also um, does not live quite as long as his son Terach, right? Nochor only lives to be about 150 approximately, um, right? Okay, so these numbers are familiar. What is the reason for their shortening of their lives? Or let's get the stronger question is, why is it that they lived so long? And how did they come to live so long? And this is a question that has perplexed everyone. Um, and I'm sure most of you have thought about it as well. So our heroes, this year is dedicated to the Rambam and the Ramban, do discuss this. Now, I have to tell you, the Ramban has quite a bit to say uh, about it. And he really... Um, I think it's really part of a very big piece of his philosophy. And that's really what I wanted to, to get to. But I think it's, it's in all fairness, we, there is the Rambam's opinion. Um, I, I want to show you the Rambam's opinion. Um, and, and, and the Ramban quotes it. But obviously, we've spoken about this. The Rambam wrote in Arabic. And there's a number of different translations about what the Rambam was trying to say. And um, we might as well, sh- I might as well start with that uh, and then go 
beyond the Rambam, before we get to the Rambam. So, the Rambam did not write a parish on, on Chumash that we know. There is, okay, uh, there are some that say he did begin a parish on Chumash, um, and there are uh, vestiges of it. I, I don't know if scholarship has ascertained that that is the fact. But he did write the Sefer Marinavuchim, which in many ways explains oddities and difficulties in, in the Chumash and in the Tanakh in general. One of the places where he deals with these oddities is in um, Perak Chelek uh, Bays of Marinavuchim, Perak Mem Zion. And you can see from this translation that I have here, and it's a very uh, easy-to-use translation from Rabbi Yosef Kafach or Kifach, uh, the Arabic translation, as you can see, and Dat has provided it here for you, and it also has paragraphs. Uh, again, if anybody wants to learn Marinavuchim and doesn't want to spend the money on buying um you know the uh, the the, bar, the University of Tel Aviv translation or other things. Um, you have this available online in uh, relatively very modern modern Hebrew, but also broken into sections, and it's even color coded as you can see. So, what is the uh, the chapter? The, what is the Rambam talking about? He's talking about why in in the words of the Nevi'im we have things that are. Hagzama, things that are clearly not literal. And he says, as you know, there's a lot of non-literal phrases. And he says, the rabbis speak about this, and they call it divrei havoi. Um, like the, in, in other words, when the Torah writes by the Maraglim's report, Arim gedolos ubitzoros b'shamayim, of course, it doesn't mean that the cities were in, in Shamayim. And there, that was just the way you talk about, right? There was a million of them, right? Okay, there wasn't a million. But you were trying to, in your excitement, to tell you uh, how courageous you were that you fought off so many enemies. You fought off a million of them. Uh, they were also trying to say how flabbergasted and how, how, how shocked they were about how strong the cities were. So they they overstated the the case, um, and and he gives you a number of of of, uh, of places where don't take these words as something literally. Um, but then he talks about og. What about when it speaks about how big og was? Right, the pasuk says that og. The pasuk in in in, 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 in dvarim speaks about og. And it speaks about him, as you can see, that Erosai Eres Barzel, right? That's was his bed or his cradle, what was made out of. So he said the Eres could have been very big because a cradle or a bed is always bigger than the person. Uh, in fact, it's usually a third larger. I guess that makes sense, right? People want mattresses that are a little bit longer than the, their body. So it says in the Pusik that that his cradle was nine amos, or his bed was nine amos. 
So he probably was about six Amos. So according to, you know, this, the Rambam is rejecting the idea of, of Og being a hundred Amos tall, or at least when he became an adult. This is Og, I guess, when he was a child. But the point is, even Og as a child was basically a very big child. He was six Amos. Okay. If an Amma is about a foot and a half, so he was quite large. He was nine feet. Now, he says he definitely was about double the size of most people. And he says that's unusual. You could have a very large, gigantic person. The Rambam says we shouldn't say that that was the Torah is, is exaggerating. So therefore, the Rambam now is talking, is getting into other things that seem different and exaggerated. And the Rambam is very careful here. The, the exact ages of these, it isn't like 100 years old, 500 years old, 900 years old. Exact numbers. What does that mean? In other words, the Rambam, you can see from the juxtaposition, that the Rambam is trying to keep things on a natural keel. Og is not so unnatural. Now, now you're going to talk about these long lives that we just saw the chart. Right? Yered. Mahalel. Noach, even. Right? Odom, Sushelach. What's going on with that? The Rambam writes, Ani Omer. He doesn't say it's from Chazal. It's only that person. Everyone else that was alive lived, presumably, what was the natural lifespan even in the time of the Rambam. <clears throat> Which she doesn't believe changed. It's that person who was different. Now this is, the Rambam's on a limb here. Because that's not just Og, who's sort of like a big, gigantic guy like Andre the Giant, or someone who's in the Guinness Book of World Records. You're talking about most people living to be 70 or 80, 90, and then you have these other men walking the planet that are 600, 700, 900 years old. So isn't that very strange? So the Rambam says that this Nadirus was only in this person. How did it be only in that person? Im al yidei gormim rabim bimizono vahanagoso. There could be many factors in what he ate, in the food and not necessarily his diet, but things that he did. Times that he woke up, exercises that he did, various hanhogos. That's one thing. Okay. Oh, if you don't like that, the Rambam says, al derech 
there's other translations here. Kapach says mirnes, something miraculous. But then he uses the word vinoeg lefidarko. Now, what did that mean? It was a miracle. Why did it have to also need some sort of activity on his part? Kapach here writes, vinoeg kimishpoto, maybe. Either way, the Rambam is sort of combining a miracle with some other thing, something beyond our ken, plus some other sort of action or activity. Then the Rambam says, You can't really say anything else. And then we go on to another related subject, which it's not relevant for tonight's discussion. What I want to point out is this phrase is an indicator that the Rambam is stuck between a rock and a hard place. Right? He says, you really can't say anything else. The Rambam knows what the other thing else is. The other thing else is, of course, going to be the Ramban's position. But the Rambam cannot accept the Rambam's position. He says, lo What the other thing that's implied here is the um, the fact that he's not happy with this answer either. So he cannot come into the the Ramban's world, and he's not exactly happy with his answer either. This was one of the things that the Rambam, when he came to the Ilma Emes, probably got his answer. And these are one of the things he says, you know, I was wondering why. I, you know, this is one of the things I had, a, I had a tough time. I wrote about it, but you can tell that he still isn't happy with what he's saying. And therefore, he opens himself up to the attack of the Ramban, which, which we'll see in a minute. I want to point out to you another, uh, that is the translation, a, a very recent translation. I want to show you another translation of the Rambam. Uh, that the Abarbanel had. Or, as my son always says, don't say Abarbanel, say Abravanel. Uh, and maybe that's the way it should be said. But I'm going to use the old translation, which is um, the old way to say it, which is Abarbanel. Um, I want to show you the Abarbanel's uh, uh, Rambam is here. Um So here's the here is the okay. Baharava Morekosav Beperak Memzayan Yechidam and Skarm Betar Vishabni Amidoras Aima Yuchaim Shonamativium or Goim. That's pretty much the same as Kapach. Im Kifi Hanogava Mizonos. All right. Im Bederach Hapela. That's a different translation than Nace. Okay. Now, Nace because of the word, means something that has been put, like we know, by a degel. Nace means it has been lifted up high with intent to make a point. That's what a nace is. Even the term nisayon comes from the same shorish, something which is unique, significant, in order to prove something, 
Anais. Now, it might be Anais Nistar, but Anais indicates God is involved in order to make a point. This tra- this word, the Barbanel's translation of the Arabic is Pella. And therefore, what it might mean is uh, <laughs> either they had some way of living so long that, right, with Hanhaga or Mizonos, or Pella, something that was just, I don't know, it was, something that was, it was like one of these things can't be described. It's a Pella, right? But not necessarily a miracle, all right? And I, and I think that is the way it's usually understood. When people will say, oh, it's a Pella, a Pella means, yeah, it's beyond. Like, like the Torah writes, ki fole mimcho davar. You don't, you can't figure it out in Parsha Shoftim. It talks about, all right, that you don't know what it means. Even the word of the, in the Gemara uses the mufle, right? Not the mufti, but the mufle in the Bezdin was the one who would be asked the hardest questions, who would come in to decide when nobody else could figure anything out. He wasn't Mr. Miracle. He was Mr. Pella. He was the one who knew things nobody else knew. He was somebody who was like, like a different type of mind who could solve even the, the most difficult riddles or, or, or conundrums or problems. That was called the mufla in the, in the Sanhedrin. That's what a pella is. You can't figure it out. There's something beyond you. I might be making a big deal about this, but I, I don't think I am. Because I don't know if the Rambam was saying it was a miracle that was happening to them. Because miracles imply... God wants to show something with it. And it could be, he was just saying it's a Pella, like one of these things that probably can't be described. And, and maybe no one will know. Can I ask you a question sure. about this? In the Parsha, I think it's this Parsha, that it says that Hashem um, decided that man will not live so long. He'll live to 120 years. Oh, very good. Very good, Charlene. You've so how does that okay. make sense with Okay. okay, great question. I actually have it right up here, Charlene. Right here. Right? Yodon ruchi ba'adam la'olam, shagam hubasar, v'ayayom of me'ev esrim shana. Right? So I have it right up here. So yes, Charlene, uh, I was going to actually start with, I was going to go down the Ramban, but Charlene is right. One of the places, isn't there a Pesach that says man had his years shortened? Right? And, right, okay. And if, so you're going to see the problem with learning the Pusik this way. So we're going to get to that Pusik. But I have it up here on the board ready uh, to analyze and to deal with, okay? So we're going to get there. Uh, and we're going to see that almost no one of, uh, well, there is one of the Mepharshim that learns the Pusik means that man's life was shortened. Uh, and, there, and there is a medrash that implies that. I didn't get a chance to uh, uh, track it down. It's a medrash in Kohelis Rabbah. Uh, but there is a side to go, which we'll see in a couple minutes, okay? So we'll get that shortly. All right. So the point is the Rambam is not happy. What's he not happy with? He's not happy with what he says. But he's, he's less happy with the idea that everybody was living that long. And that somehow things changed. That was something the Rambam did not want to accept. He did not want to accept the idea that even in the, even Adam Arishon, 
could have lived or did was was anything more than a normal human being, right? There was something special about from Adam all those people that you saw on this chart, right? Adam shapes everybody on this chart is is according to the Rambam someone who fits into some sort of category, but it doesn't reflect the way everybody else was. Which means most of these people, if you talk about Adam and Mesushelach and Yered, even Chanoch, who, who the Torah seems to say isn't living long enough, according to the Rambam, they were outliving everyone. And they were having wives that they, that would, they would live much longer. They would outlive their children. All these men would be these grotesque, they'd live these grotesque lives in a way, right? Because all their buddies, who they grew up with, they would see them die. Their wives and children would die. Um, that is, but, but, but that's what the Rambam says. And he knows it's a little bit weird, but that's the Rambam's opinion. Let's see the way the Ramban attacks the Rambam. And this is the first time in the Torah that the Ramban levels an attack on the Rambam. It might be, I didn't check, but it might be the first time he actually quotes more Nebuchim in the Torah. I think it is. And let's take a look. Hasiba barichas yameyam. Why did these people live so long? To make it a little larger. Okay, he was obviously created by God. And therefore, he was, right? This is like uh, Billy Crystal's uh, Fernando Lamas. Benoy, right? He has to look good, right? The main thing is here is that he is, he was beautiful. He was also incredibly powerful. He also was very tall. And even though we know the Torah says that he would die, he still had a lot of that original energy that God put into him. I mean, God expects him to be eternal. He's God's creation. So therefore, he's meant to live forever. So now, uh-oh, he was chote. Now he's going to die. He's not going to die right away. He's still going to live a long time. So why is it that Autumn lives to be close to a 1,000 years old, 930? Because since he was meant to live forever, he can't, even though it says, you're going to die the day you eat from it, well, he can't die right away. He still has so much energy and 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 and, and kedusha, or whatever you want to call it. Uh, he has. Uh, it's like the the old Volvos, right? That, that they're made, they're built to last. They don't get thrown in the junkie, right? Whatever it is, it's going to last. They can still be around because even though he's not going, he didn't make it forever. But that's who he was. He's still God's creation. All right. Now, what's incredible, though, is the Ramban believes that Adam was able to put that into Shase as well, right? Shase was created through 
a sexual union of Adam and Chava. But Chase also partakes of that energy. Okay? Um, so now the Ramban has to explain why things go down. So what does he say? Okay. I didn't get a chance to go into depth a number of weeks ago on that piece, but the Ramban, uh, the one where he talks about why people live and die and are healthy or weak, says in Parshas Mishpatim and in Parshas Bechukosai, it's food and drink and avir. What is avir? Well, um, you could just say it's the air outside. Um, it, it seems like it's more than just the air that you're breathing. Uh, the Eben Ezra talks about the avir as well in Parshas Mishpatim. And it would take me a while. I, I, I had it ready here to show you. But he talks about the avir being connected to the mazalot and the planets. So the avir is more than just fresh mountain air. There's something about avir, which is somehow, uh, it, it, it's connected, this lower world's, in, like how it gets influenced by other planets and spheres and other things that results in this ether that we have here that is now filling the planet. Rabbi, Rabbi Kivalevitz? Yes. I have a question. So if if that was, according to the Ramban's theory, shouldn't the lifespans be decreasing as you go away from Adam? Because it's less and less of that sort of... You know, so that's where... Good question, Jack. He he he, he basically he, he doesn't say that. See, he, he, based on let's go back to our chart again. If we look at our chart, here's Adam, right, living to be nine hundred and thirty years old. How can Yared outlive Adam? There's already there should be a um, a gradual decrease. And the decrease only happens with shame. So the Ramban, what the Ramban feels is, is that Adam had a gift of being God's creation, but in that gift, which was to procreate, Adam would procreate and his children would have the same genetic capacity as he did, even though that was a gift granted by God. And because that's, that's, that was the human being. And therefore, the Ramban has to invent another idea of why it changes. So what it changes is, is by Avir. And the Ramban is on record, along with Ebenezer, as I'm saying, that Avir is a key component to whether people get sick and how long they live. Avir is something crucial. Okay. And the Ramban writes that Avir is, is what is responsible for Magefot. And as we know, uh, uh, Corona is airborne and other things like that. So Avir, he isn't so off the mark when he's talking about how, how crucial Avir is. All right. So the Avir changes. Okay. Vecholchu. 
Yomosam Haloch V'chasor. And based what happens is, is that, Ki'ad HaMabu, here's the proof, Jack, Till the Mabu, people lived as long as Adam, as Adam. Some people lived outlived him, Yered and Mesushelach. V'shem, so shame is the Ramban's proof that the Mabu did it. Because shame was born before the Mabu. So he still gets 600. How does he get 600? A combination. He was born before the Mabu. So therefore he gets sort of that same pedigree of Adam. But his avir But the avir affected him. So the because you still have to live. And like I said, the Ramban Ebenezer on record that that in Parshas Mishpatim, why when it talks about Mispar Yamech Amale, everyone will live the amount of years they're supposed to live in that period. The Ramban says, because God will protect their, God will make sure that their food and drink and avir are in good shape. So you, if, if you have the right DNA, but the avir has been ruined somehow, then you can't, Max, you can't realize your potential of life. And that's the reason why shame dies not at 900 and something like his father, but at 600. Now, once the Rambanic has a eco, uh, an ecological or um, uh, an, uh, an environmental factor that has been that has been unleashed in the planet after the Mabul, okay, so now you can start gradual things happening. So let's look at the chart again. And you can see when we talk about our Pachshad, so our Pachshad is approximately a two a four hundred year guy, because that's he was born after the Mabel, and that's with this terrible avir that's what occurs. Um, Sholach is about the same, right? And Aver also is a four hundreder, right? The Ko Rosh Hashiva. Aver is also four hundred er because he was born in bad Avir period. Okay? But now the Ramban has a problem with Peleg. Why does Peleg get his years halved? H A L V E D. How did that happen? So the Ramban says Vitira She Hoyazebahem Ada Flogo Alright, we all know in this week's Parsha, which many of you are probably already studying, we have one of the shortest, most cryptic, incredible sections, which is the Dora Floga, right? What were they trying to do? What was the punishment? What happened? Is it really the way we were talked about as kids that... You know, they all started speaking different languages and hitting each other over the head, and they really think they could fight with God. God comes down and says, er nova ere, I'm going to come down and be mavalo them. Something's happening, right? So the Ramban says, when God comes down and changes things, another uh, environmental 
change occurs in the planet. It doesn't say that in the Torah. But the Ramban says, well, how else are you going to explain what happened to Peleg? Ki Peleg asher of shav shana. He turns in, although he was born before, he turns into a 200-year fellow. Okay? Now, somehow the lasting effect of what happens in the Dora Flaga truncates everything. And Venira ki bideris Avram Yitzhak Vyakov, Hoya Hayomim Baam Shivim Mushmonim Shona, Kashrahiskar Moshe Bainabitiloso. Now again, that's Tfil Lamosha. Maybe it was David Amelech was Machavin to what Moshe Rabbeinu wrote. Maybe Moshe Rabbeinu's Tehillim was there as well. It's an interesting discussion about Sefer Tehillim when it says Tfil Lamosha. But that's what the Ramban means. The Ramban here seems to feel that it's Moshe talking. And Moshe, who lived a couple of hundred years after Avram Yitzhak Yaakov, knew darn well how long human beings were living. And although Moshe lived to be 120, Moshe knew that he was a standout. Most people, according to the Ramban, even from the time of Avram Yitzhak Yaakov, lived to be around 70 or 80. Okay? Now, how did that happen? So let, let me just put things in perspective. The Machlokas, the Rambam, and the Ramban is, when was this Pasuk true? According to the Rambam, this was true from the time of Adam Arisha. According to the Ramban, it happened, basically, I don't, again, he's got to explain Terach, but basically, it, 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 at, at the time of Peleg, which is the year 1757 from creation, the Avir got ruined. And you can see that um, a 200-year lifespan was normal for a couple of generations. Peleg, Ru, right? Sarug, Nochor. But um, Nochor already gets about 150. Terach does not, Terach makes it to um, 205, correct? Terach gets over 200. Then Avram, the Ramban doesn't want to say Avram is a holdover from Terach, because how could Adam, how could Moshe Rabbeinu say Shivim Shona? It must be that there was this lingering uh, effect, and this Jack was a gradual and then very sudden jump that occurs from in this period. And all of a sudden, most people are living to be 70 and 80, and these three men, Avram 175, Yitzchak 180, and Yaakov um, is uh, 148, correct? I think so, right? Um, 147? 147. 
147, right. And these three were unique in their time. The Ramban proves it. He says, now, it's not because they had the Teva. It stopped. In other words, the second one was a whammy. The first one by the Mabu took everybody in the 400s. And then the Dora Fluga was even worse. What was unleashed the Dora Fluga was again Shinui Avir. And that really, a couple of people, again, the generations held on for a couple of generations. And then it, 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 it took hold. And by the time of Avram, it was like an, an incredible jump from 200 to 80. The average age was 200 because Terach is not a tzaddik, right? And then from Terach to the next generation, it goes from 200 down to 70. A third, people lived only a third as long. However, Avram and Yitzchak and Yaakov, well, Yaakov less, but Avram and Yitzchak could, could live as long as they're not such righteous ancestors. And how did they do it? So he says, Tzadikim bedorosa miras Hashem tosavem yamin. Because they are tzadikim. And because they are tzadikim, God allows them to live way longer, three times as long, well, no, not three, but two and a half times as long as the average person. Okay? Now, the Ramban in Parshas Mishpatim writes that if a person is a chosid and an Oved Hashem, he will not die young. He will live as long as the standard person, like, like the normal briot of an average, of a of normal lifespan. He won't be cut down by a terrible disease or killed by bandits or in war. So that's an Oved Hashem. The Ramban repeats that. An Oved, a Chosid. But a Tzadik, the Ramban feels Avram and Yitzchok, who are the ultimate Tzadikim, Yaakov, a little less so, they can live double like Yaakov or two and a half times their lifespan. And why? Because they reach such a level of Tzidkus that God, working through Teva, allows them to live that long. Um, and that's why Paro was so surprised at Yaakov. Because why does Yaakov say, and I'm not even as old as my parents? It must be that Paro was saying, why did Paro say, how old are you? Right? And, and why do we need to even know Paro was asking him that, right? <laughs> why do, why weren't they just saying, hey, what do you say about those youngsters, right? Hey, remember, uh, Remember the uh, murderers row and the Yanks in twenty seven. Why, why weren't they talking? Like, like, why do we need to know that they were? That Paro is asking him, um, "How old are you?" And and what Yaakov answers. According to the Ramban, the reason why we know about this exchange is to teach us that Yaakov himself, although he doesn't live as long as Yitzchok and Avraham, lived longer than most of the people of their time. And that's the same true and true about Levi and Yosef and the others, according to the Ramban. Uh, but Paro, like everyone else, like people today, was living around 70 or 80 uh, years old. Okay? 
So that is the Ramban's opinion. Now, here comes his attack on the Rambam. Because it was his Hanhogo. And again, he has the same as Kapach and Nes. It was either some Jack LaLanne uh, special way of living that he knew about or a miracle. Here is the Ramban's first salvo against the Rambam in the book of in the book of the Torah. ruach. He's blowing hot air. Again, this is ruach. It's it's like I'm not even taking it serious what he's saying. And again, remember what I just told you. If you have the Abarbanel's translation, this is not a question. The Rambam's, the Ramban's translation aligns with, however, in the original Arabic that Kapach saw, obviously, that it was a nest. A nest. That means God wants them to be something. Why should there be a miracle in, in, in these people? Why is, 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 is Mahalel or Canaan, Yered, right? I mean, I mean, Jared was was in subway commercials, right? You know, say what is what was what was Jared? What, what was his what was his miraculous thing? What was so great? Chanoch, we have a lot of midrashic material about Misushelach, The Rambam says was a tzaddik, right? Lemech, our Pachshad. Why why should they be living longer than everyone else? Again, you might say Noah and Shame are different, but the Ramban says. Why are these, is the Rambam, why should God do miracles to, to Yered? They weren't Sadiqim. That God should do a miracle to them. It should be generation after generation. Now, so a miracle is definitely not true. Now, now you're going to tell me that you had some secret of living like they talk about the people in somewhere in the Russian Himalayas. I don't know exactly, right? There's some place in this Russian steppes or the Himalayas, right? There's some place where if you go there, you'll find people, right? Like a Shangri-La place where people are, are incredibly old, right? Um, right? I remember David Carradine came from, like when he was, when he, before he came to the Old West. There was some place over there where they have the secrets, Okay, you got the secret. How could they live double, triple, quadruple, ten times the amount? How I understand you can you can live twenty more years, thirty years. What sort of hanhoga and tikkun could they have that they could live ten times the amount? Now. Now, the Rambam says they knew the secret. You don't think others could have figured it out? You have a whole planet of people, and these guys are outliving everybody. Okay, they kept it a, a cabal, like a big secret, what it was. It's, it's carrot juice. Nobody knew it was carrot juice. Nobody could figure that out? Everybody could have figured out it should be the gift for everyone, right? Constantly on should give it to everyone. 
בהנהוגה הטובה ההיא לאחד מכל בני נוח אחר המבול. How did it happen that shame or chum, they couldn't figure out, they, they didn't have records of, 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 of what, how Mr. Shelach lived so long? How could it be that they lost it? Avo, choyo behem ktsas mechokmas avosam? What do you think happened? Like they, again, this is, he's being facetious in the, to the Rambam. Oh, they, they had a little bit of it. Oh, I get it. In other words, they had a little bit of the wisdom. Okay, we don't have the complete recipe. We're missing the eye of Newt and the bat wing. But we have, like, like, like we, we have 50% of however they lived. So that we got. But we don't have the whole recipe. And then somehow, and then they, they somehow, these smarties, Like knew less and less of the secret. Those, if there's a way, according to the Rambam's philosophy or sense of medicine, that a person could actually live to be a, a thousand, what happens to the six hundred, the six hundreds, and the four hundreds? Like less and less of that wisdom. All of this is the is the smirking of the Ramban, and, and why he feels it's divrei ruach. Okay, so I have to tell you. That uh, um, the uh, people were not as as much as the Ramban uh, was revered as the king of Sfarad. There were two Spaniards that we see as thinkers in Talmud in the Derech of the Ramban uh, who um, were not happy with uh, the Ramban's words here, and that is the Ritva and the Ran. Now, Charlene, I told you I was going to get to that Pusik, and I will in a second. But since this is the Ramban versus the Rambam show, um, I just want to show you the words of the Ramban, of the Ritva. Okay. The, the Ritva, who is a student of a student of the Ramban, wrote a book called Sefer Azikaron. It's a very uh, important work because it's the Ritva answering or responding to the Rambam's, the Ramban's Hasogas on the Rambam. Okay? Um, uh, there was, it, it, it only uh, was extant in manuscript until the 1960s, I believe. And Rav Moshe Blau, Uh, used the, the manuscript from the Vatican uh, to bring it to light. That's the Sefer Azikaron. Uh, in 1963, it was published. Moser of Cook published another edition of it with a little bit better footnotes. And this is the Sefer Azikaron. And I'm going to show you what he, this is his introduction. I want to just uh, go straight to the point here that we have just seen. Basically, the Ramban, uh, the Ritva, feels the Rambam needs a defender. Um, He says, Kvodo Munach Bimkomo. 
Ramban, I have the greatest cover for you. And the Ritva is on record in his Truvis that his whole style of Talmudic thinking came from the Ramban. But Hifriz Ma'od Bemidas Lishono, Al Odam Godo Mole Chokmas Atar Vishomachola Chokmas, Kidar Dive Ruach. How could he write about the Rambam? Now, remember the way I showed it to you in context? The Rambam himself, this is not the most, this is not a piece that the, Ram, that the Rambam is the proudest of anyway. Okay? <laughs> However, even though it's, a, it's, it's an afterthought of the Rambam, you can't talk about the Rambam like that. He was, was so incredible. How could you ever write the Divrar of Divrei Ruach? Now, don't you know what the Ramban, the Rambam tries to do everything he can It's got to have a Teva. He wants nature and the laws of nature to be as strongly girded as possible, unless something is clearly a miracle. So, the Rambam, the Rambam didn't believe that there could be this change in the avir. That you have a change of the avir by the mabul, a change of the avir by the dorafloga. That in the Rambam's eyes, the Ritva says, was a was a was a greater um sense of uh, of, of of the world being different. The avir needs to be the same. You can't tell me that that the planet smells different, the planet, the, the, the air, the ether, that quality should be different. The, that has to be the same in all generations. Maybe there could be a miracle in one time, but then everything goes back the way it was. Okay. So, again, <laughs> uh, I, I think people who believe in global warming and, and others who know about the pollution of the planet would tell you that this isn't such a radical idea that the avir can change. But that is what the Ritva says, that the Rambam did not, the the Rambam did not want to accept that type of radical idea. So therefore, He says, why should it be, he says, the Rambam was aware of the Ramban's approach, but he thought that it would be weird for to be for there to be this progression, the progression that occurs after Peleg, that somehow that the world gets weaker as far as humanity goes. Why doesn't the rest of the planet, in other words, did animals live longer too and then start dying earlier? The lo bishara minim, the lo adam. So, but of course they believed these people lived that long, but according to the Rambam, this was less of an assault on his concept of nature and the rules of nature. Now, What about the fact that why didn't people learn from others? Why didn't people find the secret? Who 
who says it would work for everybody. Maybe you need to have a certain type of body type, a certain type of aspect in your in your DNA. Not everything will work for everyone. You don't have a magic potion. And therefore, and ve'ein koladoros shavin be'inyan zebachachmos. And also, sometimes wisdom eludes people. The Ramban says, what, they couldn't have figured it out? Yes, says the Ritva. The Rambam felt that there are certain, we know there's dark ages, right? There's periods of renaissance going back to the, the Greeks who were great, and then the world became in darkness. Yeah, not every generation is able to pierce the veil of what the previous generation knew in wisdom. Just because the generations before the flood knew stuff, why do you think the researchers could find it out later? It isn't necessarily an arc of progress. Sometimes wisdom is greater in one generation and gets weakened. That's not against Teva. Now, I'm not going to say the Ramban is wrong, however. But you cannot, you cannot fight your, uh, you can't go into a dispute and speak about the Rambam and call that person Divrei Ruach. And say that a miracle couldn't happen. Um, because sometimes miracles happen because God wants them to happen. Okay? So in other words, the Rambam holds that a miracle is sometimes only understood as God's will without a message. And therefore, even though I'll agree they weren't Sadiqim and they weren't so great, but who knows why God wanted them to live a long life? Certain things we don't know. And it, therefore, it's called, quote-unquote, a ness. Um, but the Rambam himself, when he talks about Gidon, he says... Why should Gidon have a miracle? Gidon didn't reach the level of being a Navi to have a mo face happen to him. So that seems to imply even the Rambam knows miracles don't just happen to everybody. Um, he says the Ramban himself tells us that there's a difference between miracles. There are miracles that happen in the natural way and there's miracles that are completely unnatural. The, the Giza of Gidon was a complete unnatural miracle. It can't be explained like a phenomena that just continues. And therefore, um, the Ritva then says, you see the Ramba, Rambam was pushed to a wall. Kimidocha godol omar masha omar. Vein Sofik. He says that the, the Ritva says that he felt the Ramban's derech was also dochek. Okay. What do I want from this Ritva? 
Well, first of all, it is he does mount a, a somewhat of a defense of the Rambam. What he also does is the following, and this really gets to the heart of our all of the shurim that we've been talking about. We should really have one great teacher who stands even above the Ramban and the Rambam to teach us the real truth. I want to say Mechila from the Ramban. Many, some of his critics, critiques of the Rambam Bob, I know if you're still here, but part of what it is is that he was too much of a Talmudist. Many of the zingers the Ramban had was because he was so much a Talmudist and he had devoted his heart so much to Kabbalah. He was a reader, but he didn't take the time, or he didn't have the time, couldn't allow himself the time to understand the Moranavuchim the way he could have. Sometimes the Ramban didn't get it. The Ramban, this was a book that he knew about, but it was not a book that he was, that he was brilliant in. It was a book that he could have been better at. And therefore, although he read it, he missed what the Rambam really wants. But a child even, or not, a young person, or an inexperienced person, or a less of an intellect, but if he's used to learning more Nebuchadnezzar, would know what the Rambam means. People that were part of the philosophical world who didn't know about the Talmud as much as the Ramban did, who didn't know about Kabbalah as much as the Ram, Ramban did, when they read the Moranavuchim, they were able, this is what the Ritzvah says, were able to understand it in the spirit of the way it was written and understood it better than the Ramban did. Even though those students, and there were many of them in Spain who did not, who called themselves Rambam Nicks and Moranavuchim Nicks, whatever they called themselves, Asher In other words, the smallest part of the of the Ramban's body was thicker than their thickest hips. But this was an area that the Ramban, the Ritva is saying this, that the Ramban was stepping into waters that were unfamiliar to him. And therefore his criticisms are, 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 are similar to criticisms that I would say Rav Shach, for example, had on Rav Soloveitchik and others when we find that, they, again, and people will say, again, I, I get that at a different time. So that is really, um, at this point, where we're holding uh, these two. Neither of them really uh, are great in, in terms of explaining. Um, I know we're going long here, and, and maybe we have... All right. Um, to be fair to the question that was raised. Okay. So here we have um, the B'nai Elohim have done something that was considered very uh, negative. They took the B'nai Sa'odah, Mikol Asher Bacharu. Were they angels? 
Were they just aristocrats? Whatever it was, this is the last straw before Parsha's Noah, right? And God says, Lo yodun ruchi ba'odam la'olam b'shagam hu basar v'hoyu yomav me'ev esrim shona. So, if we take a look at Rashi. Rashi says this means I can't deal with this, you know, this 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 struggle because man is doing a lot of bad stuff. I don't want my ruach, like the ruach, the spirit of God, uh, so to speak, is being troubled, and it's like it's 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 like bouncing back and forth within me. It's like there's a fight within me. Should I punish these people? Should I not? I I can't do that forever. Bishagam, meaning even though it says bashkam, it means and, and it's even worse because all he is 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 just a is just a, a meat sack. He's just he's just a piece of meat, and he still goes against me. You know what? I'm being pushed to the edge. This is Rashi's interpretation. I'm giving him 120 years, and then I'm going to bring the marble. Now, where did Rashi get this from? From Unculus. This is really the parish of Unculus, as you're going to show you right now. Yodon means, not like Rashi, that it's fighting within me. The word Yodon means to survive, like to be in this world. And why the word Yodon means that, I'll, I'll show you in a minute. But they're not going to stay here forever. Why? Bidil de inun bisra. Because they are meat and they are connected to their bodies and their lower urges. Vovdeyun bishun. And they do negative things. Arka yehiv lachon meyav asrin shnin. I'm going to give them 120 years to do tshuva. So, Rashi took the second part of the Unculus. He did not take the first part of Unculus. Okay? Now, which means, Charlene, Loyodon Ruchi Ba'oda means, I can't let this go on forever. Meaning, I can't let this generation live the way they're going. Yomov means, the, this generation is going to live for another 120 years. So that is basically Rashi and Unkelis's interpretation. Now, Rav Sadyagon says, Lo Yodon. So he translates it into Arabic. Lo Yenagmada. What does that mean? Lo Yebata'ar. It won't be in a sheath. Because a ta'ar is a nadan. Those of you that speak Hebrew know what I'm talking about. That a nadan is a sheath that you put the sword in. Like it says in Divrei Ayomim, that the malach that was killing everyone out in the time of David HaMelech, God said, return your sword to your sheath. And Daniel even said that when he was so troubled by the dream that he had to explain. 
He said, it's, or the dream that he saw, he saw a Navua. Sorry, he saw a Navua and it bothered him. Is Karit Ruchi Ano Daniel Begav Nadna Nadana. In other words, my spirit in its sheath is not able to. I'm so troubled. Ruchi Shomama of Gufi. Which means, which means, I'm going to show you, that Kavanas HaMaymer Kula Rapsadya says, Lo Yamad Rucham Bechaye They can't live anymore. They can't be in the Nadan. Okay. They can't live anymore. For you Yom of Mev Esrim Shana. It can't mean that that right now everybody's only going to live to be 120. So Sadia, or Charlene, is already implying your shot. He says you can't say that it means at that point people started living to only be 120. Why? Because you see shame and our Pachshad and everyone else, we're living much longer. And even if you want to say it kicked in by the time of Moshe Rabbeinu, that's also not true, because we have people who live longer than 120 then as well. So Sadia is very aware of where you're going here. But Sadia rejects it. And, and, and therefore, we can see what's behind Rashi and Unkelis. Eben Ezra, similarly, if you take a look here, Yesh Omrim Shazek Ketzav Kola Odom. So some say, like Charlene was saying, that at this point, people are only going to live to be 120. The Im Matsanu Yosr Kain Matsanu Mat. And even though you're going to say, what about Rafsadia's question, that there's people living longer and others? Well, that's some of them. Rakala Rovyadaber. So this is getting a little bit close to the Rambam. That now, who is it that says this? Well, I told you it's a Medrash in Koheles, and Philo, in his, uh, in his, in his, uh, not in his, uh, in, in, it's basically in Philo, and it's also in Josephus, in Josephus Cadmonius. They actually, I believe, uh, do learn that at this point, the Xera went to 120. Now, even though we find people that live are, are living longer, that most people did not live. Most people only live to be 120. So this is sort of similar to the Rambam. That most people lived, one. Rambam says 70 and 80. He says a maximum 120. He says, This is a truth that cannot be. Because he uses the same time. Shame lived longer. And all the other generations lived longer. 
and only in the time of Peleg that the years become so much less. And then when you go to David, it's 70 and 80. Charlene, not 120. So when does it ever become 120? Um, and therefore, the Unculus must be right that he, he's giving them a time period. Okay. So Eben Ezra, Rashi, Sadia, and Unculus as well were aware of, of the possibilities of learning this pshat. Um, but as you can see, I think Eben Ezra's rejection is based on the fact that um, he does not brook the anomaly. Eben Ezra's in the Ramban's court that in Peleg's lifetime, everything changes. He doesn't explain it like the Ramban, but the Ramban and the Eben Ezra are partners here. And in terms of this Pusik, um, you know, uh, Sadia has a problem with it because we find people living past 120. And okay. now the way to answer this. But there's so it could be that um, that it's not applying necessarily completely to okay. to that generation. Okay, it's so, be in the future. Okay, good, Charlene. So that's so. In other words, what you need to say is you're taking the whole power out of this pusik. Then, in other words, God is upset at at, at, at creation and the flood is coming, right? But this mm-hmm. pusik is is more of a future, uh, right? Of a future nevua of what eventually will happen. Uh, that most people, and like we say, even with the greatest health and the greatest doctors, will probably only make it to one twenty, and that's probably the best we can expect to live, right? Right. So, but that doesn't necessarily relate, Charlene, to the issue at hand, which was, look at what's going on with humanity. Look at what's happening with them. Look, they're ruining the world. So I guess what you're saying, Charlene, is God is saying, look, I'm going to take care of these guys, but I definitely don't want people living uh, hundreds and hundreds of years anymore. And eventually it'll kick in, right? Right. 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 Now, I guess, I guess, you know, according to the according to the, the Rambam as well, Charlene, would you say that this Pusik, um does does the again that this Pusik was true? Again, the Rambam says only Adam and Chase and etc. Um, were living long lives. Everybody else was living like everyone else. Do you think the Rambam means this is? Because you you're saying this is basically normal lifetime. It's just a very good normal lifetime. But right. 70 and 80 and 120 are pretty much in the same book, right? right. Well, okay. I think this proves the Rambam wrong, that that Yuyama, uh, I mean, I think it's pretty clear, and his days will be 120. How do you get from that to that um, there'll be 120 more years that he'll live um, before he's destroyed or... No, because Yomov, according to Unkelis and Rashi and Eben Ezra, Yomov means the days of this generation. They have 120 years left before they aren't going to be alive because I'm going to kill them all. Mm-hmm. Okay, that is the way. Um, that's the way they learn it. Not mankind from this point on. 
but that that so I, I hope I so you're right. This this would have been the natural place to look for the shortening of man's life, but you see the resistance here uh, from everyone on this page. Um, I, I like. I also, what, I also don't get where they say that the average person lived seventy or eighty years. Like, where did they get that from? Because in Tehillim it says yes, something. Uh, yes. The average man's life, but that doesn't mean anything. David Amelech wrote it, and it could have been, it was written at a time when the average lifespan was 70 or 80 years. Right. So one of the things you saw in the Ramban was that the Ramban calls it Moshe Rabbeinu's statement, right? Because it's, 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 and if it's Moshe Rabbeinu's statement, it gets a greater pedigree. Okay. So look, we'll wrap it up over here. Um, all right. Thanks for joining us for another episode from the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a single episode. Thank you.